edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect. I am your host, Andrew Howcrow, for this podcast. With me, as always, is my chief collaborator, Mr. Van Sanders. As always, we'd like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting this podcast on their website and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you hear on this show are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form represent the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. On today's special episode, as state lawmakers prepare to investigate the abrupt firing of Angela Rodell, the most successful executive director in permanent fund corporation history, there now emerges a new figure in this scandal. New information has come to light to suggest there was a third gunman on the grassy knoll. Ladies and gentlemen, enter Mr. Brandon Brzezinski, a special assistant to Governor Mike Dunleavy and longtime friend to permanent fund corporation board of trustees chair Craig Richards. Today on With All Due Respect, we are going to piece together the puzzle of why and how Angela Rodell was fired. However, in order to tell the full story of just how we arrived here, we need a history lesson. Yo, Van, hit me one time with a history lesson. A history lesson. This story begins three years ago with the election of Governor Mike Dunleavy. Swept into office with grand promises of higher dividends, Governor Dunleavy arrived in Juneau only to find his quest for super dividends stalled. During his first term, he faced a solidly opposed legislature to his plan for super dividends because lawmakers realized they would bankrupt the state. After his first two years of trying to achieve his goal by bullying lawmakers, agitating his base, and hoping the courts would force lawmakers to honor the original formula, Governor Dunleavy realized in 2020 if he was going to get his way, he needed to kick up the pressure. So since he couldn't persuade the legislature to overdraw the permanent fund, he decided he needed to change the legislature. So in August of 2020, the governor and his allies attracted outside political groups to attack fiscally conservative Republicans like Kathy Giesel and John Coghill, who had refused to support the governor's plan to overdraw the permanent fund. In November of 2020, that plan paid off, as more candidates who had supported overdrawing the fund were successfully elected. However, even with the additional seats the governor and his allies picked up, there still wasn't enough votes in a closely divided House and Senate to give the governor the payday he had been jonesing for. Even after he kept lawmakers in Juneau for four months, after pressuring and badgering lawmakers directly, after using public funds to try and agitate the public to bring pressure on lawmakers, this fall, Governor Dunleavy realized he was running out of both time and options. With his re-election less than a year away and his primary campaign promise of a large dividend fading, with no relief from the courts and no help from lawmakers, the governor turned his sights to the permanent fund corporation itself. First, he requested Rodell to unilaterally transfer enough cash so he could pay a super dividend, but she pushed back after the Department of Law told the governor his idea was illegal. Then, Dunleavy's finance director, Lucinda Mahoney, attempted to get the corporation to change their valuation policy to overstate earnings. Again, Rodell pushed back. As we have mentioned on this podcast before, Angela Rodell had consistently warned lawmakers about overdrawing the permanent fund. 
Rodell's credibility was arguably the reason why a number of lawmakers who supported a higher dividend but were worried about future deficits did not support Dunleavy's idea. So not only was Rodell outspoken about not overdrawing the fund, she also defended the corporation from Governor Dunleavy's attempts to influence the corporation's investment policies. So with the clock ticking in less than a year until November 2022, removing Rodell and eliminating her credible opposition to overdrawing the fund was the governor's only remaining play. Now, you might ask why. Last session, there were a few lawmakers who would have tipped the balance of the vote for a higher dividend, but didn't because of Rodell's warning. However, this is an election year. Many are in tough new districts and would love for nothing more to campaign on delivering a bigger dividend. That is why it's so critical for Dunleavy to orchestrate the firing of Rodell before the start of the legislative session. With Rodell out, a compliant board of trustees, and a new director who says a one-time draw is okay, suddenly the game changes. Votes change, and the governor gets his re-election boost. So in order to remove the last barrier, last month Angela Rodell was called into the boardroom and fired within the span of five minutes. The director of the Permanent Fund Corporation, who not only had the best earnings record of any prior director, but whose organization was just recognized as a best place to work in the country, was fired without warning. Now, I've told you the why Angela Rodell was fired. Now let me tell you how Angela Rodell was fired. Up until this point, we have had three major actors involved in this drama. And this is what we know publicly at this point. First, there is Angela Rodell, executive director of the Alaska Permanent Fund Corporation, who claims her firing was political retribution. Second, there is Craig Richards, chair of the Board of Trustees, who claims Rodell's firing wasn't political retribution, but it was for poor performance. And third, there is Governor Mike Dunleavy, who claims he knew nothing about nothing and that he has no control over the Board of Trustees, even though he has appointed a majority of the trustees, including two of his commissioners who serve at his pleasure. But today, ladies and gentlemen, there emerges a fourth actor from the shadows. Enter Brandon Brefzinski, a special assistant to the governor and a longtime friend of board chair Craig Richards. Now, let's circle back to board chair Craig Richards. In his letter to state lawmakers explaining the reason for Rodell's termination, Richards wrote, It is important to recognize that in the board's view, it had given Ms. Rodell the opportunity to address concerns about her leadership in prior years. So this podcast is going to put Craig Richards and the rest of the board's view to the test. Last week, the Department of Law released the massive personnel file of Angela Rodell. Ladies and gentlemen, your host has been through every sheet of paper in Angela Rodell's 296-page personnel file, and there is not one piece of documentation to justify the termination of Rodell. Yes, there are a few vague, anonymous, critical comments from employees, but there are more positive ones. Yes, there is criticism from an anonymous trustee who wrote, quote, information that comes to the board is controlled and manipulated, board goals are sometimes ignored or even undermined, and a number of trustees in recent years have lost trust in her veracity and leadership. Yes, those do exist in her file. So, according to board chair Craig Richards, Rodell had been given the opportunity to correct these issues during the prior years. Okay, so let's say for argument's sake that board chair Craig Richards is right. Let's say that Angela Rodell was given the opportunity to improve her table manners, but didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were to believe that, 
you would also have to believe that board chair Craig Richards, in his fiduciary duty of managing Angela Rodell, identified specific areas of improvement needed and then created a corrective work plan. After all, this is the director of an $83 billion fund that provides two-thirds of the state's operating revenue. So, it seems to me, if there were performance issues, it would be natural that there would be a performance improvement plan. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know how many pages in Rodell's 296-page employee file identified specific areas for her to improve upon? Do you know how many pages in Rodell's 296-page employee file identified benchmarks and goals for her to improve her performance? Not one. Not one page in Angela Rodell's entire 296-page personnel file identifies any area of needed improvement or document of any corrective action. Remember, board chair Craig Richards said Rodell was fired for performance issues over the years, but yet there are no documented attempts to remedy those same issues. So according to all of the facts, the board of trustees supposedly ignored Rodell's performance issues so long they were left with no choice other than to fire her abruptly. Angela Rodell should not have been fired. Craig Richards and the rest of the board of trustees should be fired. We are talking about the leadership of the state's $83 billion fund that provides two-thirds of all state revenue. And yet, according to Craig Richards, the trustees allowed the leadership issues with Rodell to fester so long while doing nothing to remediate them, they had to abruptly fire her. If you believe that, then you should believe that these trustees did not meet their fiduciary responsibilities. If Rodell's conduct was that bad, why wasn't it clearly documented? And why the hell did they fail to address these concerns during the prior years? Angela Rodell was not fired because of her performance. She was fired because she was in the way. She was fired as part of a power grab over Alaska's $83 billion permanent fund. Now, Governor Dunleavy has orchestrated this entire affair. However, not wanting to get his hands dirty and keep some modicum of plausible deniability, Dunleavy used his special assistant, Brandon Brefsinski, and longtime friend of Craig Richards as his surrogate to orchestrate the plan. Brefsinski's role was the internal orchestrator from Rodell's review process that was handled by Revenue Commissioner Lucinda Mahoney, all the way to the governor's response once Rodell's firing became public. The firing of Angela Rodell was orchestrated between Governor Mike Dunleavy, Board Chair Craig Richards, Commissioner Lucinda Mahoney, and all coordinated by Dunleavy's Special Assistant Brandon Brzezinski. Angela Rodell was the most successful executive director in permanent fund corporation history. In her 296-page personnel file, there was nothing to suggest that the Board of Trustees had ever identified areas of needed improvement and then held her accountable. This was a political hit job. Dunleavy, Richards, Mahoney, Brzezinski intentionally ruined the career of a dedicated public servant in order to achieve their political goals. My God, do I hope Angela Rodell sues the hell out of these people. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a dangerous power grab for control of Alaska's $83 billion permanent fund. State lawmakers need to get to the bottom of this immediately. This precedent established by Dunleavy is unconscionable. 
Angela Rodell deserves an apology. And ladies and gentlemen, Craig Richards deserves to be fired. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is the closing music, and you know what that means. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast, and our regular episode will be out later this week. Take care, everybody.